Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Amtex Al. With me, as ever, Keenetite Casper, and our special guest of the day, opting in on the nickname game, Detonation Dan. You're looking at me <laughs> real confused, there, Casper. Well, the third one I got. Yeah, yeah. The the first two were they're types of made. explosives. Made up words, okay? No, they're they're things. <laughs> Those are the real. I, the, I well, Dan, our special guest, is from Spun Loud Effects. We're stoked to have him on. We actually tried to do this yesterday, and then uh, twenty minutes into recording this episode, power <coughs> failure. Yep. So that most sucked. of the city. Yeah, actually, we find out <laughs> it was a uh, it was neat. Yeah, uh, it was it was neat except for killing our podcast episode and leaving us in the dark you know that was a bit of a thing but anyway how you doing dan hey i'm doing great uh all powered up over here so, excellent you know perfect west seattle is uh still living in the 21st century still got electricity <laughs> right. yeah lights are on awesome man well you know let's uh kick it off uh as we usually do casper's Casper's asking me to pass him a special item for this week. <laughs> Let's kick I it off. I, ha I have a prop. You have a prop <laughs> that no one can see because nope. it's a podcast. Hey, don't take this it's, away from me. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm the world's biggest hand talker while we do this. Right? So what am I? Yeah. <laughs> um well, let's kick it off. Let's talk about what's going on this week. And uh, Casper's pretty eager, so mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. get 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 into it, buddy. So, uh. Amidst all the waiting for shipping um, that I've been doing, um, something finally arrived, and it is spectacular. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, it is probably the simplest pedal I own, but it is probably one of the most elegant things I'm, I've ever held. You're really teasing this out, man. I know. You're it's the Fopstar Gentleman Deluxe 2.0. It is a gain attenuator volume attenuator and an effects loop in one box and i read the instructions on it it's like a couple of paragraphs and it just makes so much sense <laughs> why wouldn't everyone have this and i think everyone should have this yeah and i have the the uh guitar knobs special edition that uh drew foppy put out when he was on their show and i obviously i'm a listener so i was like whoa i'm gonna get me one of them uh and it's funny that you pointed out it's it's actually yeah, in in our blue. It's not in guitar knobs orange, orange and black. black. Yeah, no. it's it, the cultured guitarist blue. Which thank you, Drew Foppy. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. So yeah, really cool, really cool pedal. I'm so stoked to work this into the chain. Um, that's really really it. Um, I do have an update on my new tweed drive as of today from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from True North Pedals. Oh, um yeah, it it left Saskatoon and headed for the east and is in now Winnipeg. So, I I'm <laughs> Hey man, shipping is shipping. It'll mm -hmm. get here. It'll yeah. get here. No, but today was the day it was supposed to be here. A lot of new toys lately, bro. Hey, don't judge me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just reminding you of your good life. Mm. Dan, what's been going on with your uh, your world this week and guitar or music related stuff? 
Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's pretty exciting because um, I have spent the last pretty much week rebuilding my workshop where I build pedals uh, so I can have a better space and better working and everything. But one of the big things that come out of that is that I actually have somewhere to set up my uh, 68 Baseman 50. And uh, I'm really excited because I've got a uh, uh, an Ahab from uh Pinebox that I just got. Yeah. And uh I haven't even plugged it in yet, but just I'm just like lusting after opening the box again and again and plugging it in (laughs) because not only is it a cool pedal, uh it's great packaging. I mean it's like he's really got it dialed. Jordan knows he knows how to make a nice package. He's uh he's really got his fingers in a lot of the pedal building world. He helps a lot of guys out, Mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff. Yes, yes. And he'll come up again. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's a new workshop, man. That's cool. That's cool. And anywhere you can crank a uh, 68 Fender ramp, is that's mm. a good time, too. Yeah, I got a little insulation in here now. So uh, next time I crank it up, my uh, my girlfriend, partner, whatever you want to call her, uh, she won't tell me that uh, the neighbors three blocks away can hear it. Hopefully. <laughs> Well, maybe she'll tell you more accurately. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe like <laughs> the house seven doors over can hear you, not, you know, three and a half blocks. It's, <laughs> right. It's Speaking kind of as somebody across the yard from you, now I can hear you. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> uh, that's I was going to say, where, where do you plug in a 50-watt basement and go that, the, you know, the whole block can't hear you? Well, um, yeah. It's yeah. loud. I do. It's daytime. You know, I don't, I don't plug it in, yeah. but, but I, you know, I keep it at the lowest volume I can and still get some of that warm sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I mean, they're just loud. I've never played a gig with it over five. So, yeah. You know. Five would be pretty loud on that thing, man. You must've been <laughs> an outdoor festival. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy volumes. Um, well, what about you, Al? Me, man, me. I, you know what? I've been doing stuff. I've been going a little too hard on mastering Flappy Sigh on my Doctor Dude. Scientist Atmosphere. Yeah, and I still haven't even turned that game on. I've been. Uh, I gotta do that. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta beat out. <laughs> I set a new record last twenty six. Twenty six. I saw yeah. it, and it's official, man. I'm doing it. I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I am gonna host uh, a worldwide Flappy Sigh competition you know what there are like players they're, out there like, they've, they've with over like 500 of those pedals i think so i mean somebody out there's got to be real skilled at it and i want to find out who they are that's awesome so I, I don't know how i'm gonna do it but mark my words dear listeners i'm hosting the first and probably only uh dr scientist atmosphere pedal flappy sigh competition it'll it'll be an <laughs> annual thing there'll be hundreds of participants if not thousands yes yes <laughs> Yeah, so I've been doing there that. There will be live streams. And- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> It'll be one of those YouTube, uh, let's play Dr. Scientist Flappy Sigh. <laughs> um, been messing around with that. Uh, just been enjoying playing a little more guitar. I'm writing a theme song for a, uh, a friend's podcast that's being launched soon, which mm. I'm enjoying that process. Uh, it's going to be funky. And it's, you know. It, yeah. <laughs> not not like porn funky, no no but 
It's not what I meant. It's it's gonna. It's very Parliament inspired. <laughs> it's pretty wicked. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about that. So the Fancy Plants podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of crossover listeners between the culture guitarist and the Fancy Plants uh, podcast. I mean, there. World, but I'm sure there are guitarists that are into horticulture. All Jesse Roper, right? That dude posts about his garden as much as he posts about his tours. There you go. So yeah, there's there's that. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think their podcast launches in June, so I got to get on uh, doing that soon. And uh, other than that. Uh, what have I been up to this week? I haven't been up to too much other than that. That's been know. kind of my thing. I'm still keep brought the Amaterasu over. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a review on that uh, on a future episode. For ground control audio it is definitely one of the sexiest looking pedals, uh, mm. on the face of the earth. As far as I'm concerned, really well done, uh, art on that thing. And I'm always a sucker for a clean boost. You know me. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, let's, uh, that's enough about that. The man of the hour, Dan. From Spun Loud Effects, let's uh, let's get into the story, man. So, I hate to make you repeat it, but since uh, we <laughs> don't really have the episode anymore because of the blackout, uh, tell us the origin story. Yeah, uh, so it's a good place to start because I'm I'm relatively new on the scene. Well, I'm really new on the scene in the grand scheme of things, and um, yeah, just uh, take it back a couple years. I think early 2018. Uh, I was in a new band and I was, uh, talking with a buddy of mine who's a guitar tech and years ago we used to work together with a, on a production company that I ran and I was just trying to figure out my tone. You know, I'd got the, I got the basement out and I was like, what am I going to do for pedals? Cause you know, it's, it's clean. I mean, you can't turn up loud enough to make it distort really. So I'm like, what am I going to do? How's this going to go? And, uh, in the conversation, he just suggested, you know, why don't you just build your own pedal? Like you could always do that. And, and I just, it was like a light bulb went off. Like I'd never thought of that. And I grew up, you know, I, I used to be a mechanic. I worked on electric motors. I've done a bunch of different things. So I had skills and I knew how to solder and I had basic understanding of electronics. So, uh, you know, I went down the internet rabbit hole and, uh, found some circuits to build just Built, started building some stuff at random to kind of see what I could make and if it worked and if I could really do this. And, um, yeah, built a couple that I liked and messed with them a bunch. And then the drummer in my band, uh, was like, Hey man, you should build like a dual drive pedal. That's like, you know, two fuzzes or something like that. And it's like, I'd love to have something like that. And, uh, so I was like, okay, I'll just build that. And, uh, I started working on it and I just got super carried away. I was like, well, if I'm going to build this, I should have art, you know, it should be cool. And, you know, what am I going to call it? And, and it, so it's just really got out of control. And pretty soon I was designing art and illustrator and I was figuring out how I'm going to get it on this enclosure and how am I going to make a drill template? And does somebody have a drill press that I can borrow? And, um, so I made it, and uh, I think you guys mentioned it in our pre-show yesterday. I ended up with bottom jacks, which is super weird and never happened again. But um, I, I kind of no. saw that and was like, I like that. Oh, I don't know why <laughs> it's so bizarre, and like I don't know how where I would you put know, it on if, my if, board. If that yeah. had become it, the standard for every pedal, it would be just one of those things. You'd be like, I love that. It's like top-mounted jacks. Everybody loves top-mounted jacks. Yeah. But yeah. I, 
I don't see it taking off like wildfire. Probably not. No. <laughs> Top mounted jacks are kind of becoming the the unofficial way. Well, and and that makes sense. And it, it was just like it was a total accident because I had this I had this really elaborate scheme where I was going to use strip board to uh, to to board mount all the jacks, even though it wasn't PCB. I was like, I'm going to do this, and I I came up with this design where I could bend the 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 leads and get them into the right place and. It was really elaborate, and it was a good idea, maybe, but it didn't work in the end, and the strip board was junk, and all the copper came off, and it was just a total disaster. But anyway. Prototyping but is fun, I, isn't it? Yeah, right? Yeah. So I, finally, so I rebuilt half the circuit, and I got it in the box, and I took it over to our practice space, and I was like, here you go, Chris. Here's your pedal, and he plugged it in, and he loved it, and then pretty soon the the other guitar player in our band wanted one. He's like, I got to have a pedal like that. That thing's super cool. And then our bass player wanted one. And then a couple other people wanted one. So I was like, I guess I'll build like 10 of these and, you know, people can buy them and stuff. And, uh, and then they were gone. And so it just kind of went from there. And so I've, I think I've built and, sold 26 27 ish um of the the blister and peel and, and there's a couple other pedals in the mix too but um but that's the one that i focused mostly on so dude that's a pretty cool it's a great way to start like oh people really want this i guess yeah. i'll keep going with it <laughs> it blew my mind that's not a <laughs> that's not a thing most uh startup builders face i think i think most guys it's kind of the other way around where they're like, please buy my pedals. Yeah. I need to eat on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you know, it is, it's a, it's a side gig. It's my, you know, it's, it's a hobby business adventure as much as anything. I mean, I have a, I've got a day job. So like I don't have to sell pedals to eat, uh, which is a big advantage. And I recognize how privileged I am in that way. Um, but it yeah i mean it's it's super fun and and i do you know i've had my moments where i'm like will someone please buy a freaking pedal <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think uh i think all artists have those moments i think that's just the way it is there's no way around it whether it's uh music whether it's pedals guitars skateboards whatever. <laughs> yeah yeah so you did you you're saying about 20 high 20s on those yeah high, high 20s and then now you've you've kind of moved into a new a new version of that yeah i uh two, yeah yeah the and so the version two is is coming soon i mean uh there are a few out there you there's one's coming to you guys uh Caulfield cables has one um great guy uh, there's a oh Asher's awesome. Oh, he's yeah. the best man. Yeah, he is the best. <laughs> and and thank you guys because it was your podcast uh, that turned me on to Caulfield, and I'm just I'm stoked. And I oh I'm man, all I Caulfield just put a now. huge smile on my face. Yeah, I, we didn't know that. That's that's awesome. Thank you for telling yeah. us that. And I, I mean, I like I'm I'm going full Caulfield. I'm I'm gonna have mm. no cables that are not Caulfield. It's tough. (laughs) He ruined us that way too, Mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. (laughs) That cable shootout episode was like, oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I was Uh, content with this. I can't be now. I can't. I can't have normal cables anymore. Yeah. 
like fantastic but terrible all at once. <laughs> no, anyways, that's that's awesome, dude. I uh, that's so right. yeah. So so they've got a version two. There's another couple going out to some demo people, but um, yeah, I, I, the version two was like a whole bunch of things kind of happened at once, but. Um, the big thing was uh, Gorva Design started rolling out the first images of the of their enclosures, the C C sixty five, the C ninety, um, and and Ken's up there in BC too, right? Isn't he in Surrey? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he's in Surrey. Um, and anyway, uh, I thought that looks really sharp, and I want to I want to try that out, and so that got me in touch with Jordan Clayton of Pinebox and we started working on, uh, you know, I had to redo the art and everything cause it's a little different size. And so we started working on that and it was like a long process cause he wasn't getting enclosures for a while. And I had a lot of other stuff going. And in that time I was also thinking about going to PCB cause I had all the version ones were built on stripboard. And just so you know, I did end up getting some really high quality strip board and they're all on that. So <laughs> anyone that has one, it's awesome. They're basically indestructible. Uh, Man, no, everybody that has one that's on the strip board is just like, I've got the desirable collectible mm-hmm. version. That's, that's what they're thinking. Yeah. Right. And so I started thinking about going to PCB. I just, I wanted to clean up the design, you know, the inside of the box. Um, and I wanted to make it easier to build, you know, honestly, I, one of the, one of the things that is going to come out of going to PCV is I'm going to be able to lower the price of the pedals, which is, I think is awesome because I want more people to be able to buy them mm-hmm. and I don't want to be selling, you know, I don't want people to feel like I'm selling overpriced boutique pedals that are, you know, unattainable because I want people to play them. So, um, so I, I wanted to go to PCV. I got frustrated trying to design the layout myself. I just, I just don't want to learn another CAD program. I'd rather build a pedal. So I found out Jordan did layouts. And so I got him to do a PCB layout for me. And so in that process, he was like, Hey, I recognize the circuit because the blister side is based on the electric distortion, which is also what the Ahab is based on going back to that. And so he's he made a couple suggestions there. So we made some changes to the circuit uh, during the layout design, and and also boosted uh, some of the noise canceling capacitors uh, in there so that it's just it's a little quieter. It's got a better gain sweep. Some of the values have changed over time, so all of those changes and iterations have gone into this. And then it's got top mounted jacks as mm-hmm. opposed to bottom. <laughs> and uh, I really think you were onto something for a little bit there. It, it has there there is there is something about that one pedal wherever it is that's going to be like that's the one. <laughs> that's the most collectible one, I think. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, it's collectible. Proto- prototypes uh-huh. are like one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, and I and it's you know the first like I think four or so where I, I painted them myself. I, you know, I painted, I drilled, I did water slide decals. And so if you see a picture of one of the early prototypes, the sun is not yellow. It's just orange because it turns out that the water slide decals don't really show up over the orange of the paint. So it just becomes an orange sun. 
And, uh, and that was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out. Like <laughs> I was like, I'm spending hours like wait, like painting. And then, and then of course I clear coat and it, the decal would screw up. It would like bubble or whatever. I'd put too much clear coat and it was just like, Oh my God, what a time suck. And I'm ruining these things and I have to make another one. And I want to just like get them out the door, like get yeah. it done and make it make noise. Yeah. We, uh, you know what? I've had, I've had some interesting chats with, uh, I always bring them up, man, but Kevin Schoen, um, because that poor guy is, is like torturing himself by every single enclosure he makes as a one-off. I know. And like, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got some pretty similar remarks on just like, oh, what? Like, yeah. I think it's more like, what have I done to myself? Oh, totally. Because you can't, you can't, you can't not do it now. No, there's no. <laughs> but how do you how do you shortcut that process? Making the pedal and, closure out of the skateboard. They're fantastic, though. <laughs> and and I think a lot of a lot of the the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into things um, in the early stages before you really hammer out the the streamlined process. Um, that a lot of the the character of of the company and everything uh, carries forward. So that's where you you know you cut your teeth on that on those th- those water slide decals dec- decals. Is it decals or decals? I say you know, decals. I, 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 I say noticed, decal. Yeah, yeah. I noticed in the U.S. they say decal, and uh, and all, up here in Canada we tend to say decals Decal. for the most part. But no. I don't actually know hey, that's, that that's proper okay. way. Yeah. No, nobody's perfect. You guys can say it wrong if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you uh, rebellious colonist. <laughs> I'm gonna go stand on the roof and <laughs> get upset. Hey, I told you guys, I'm like a quarter Canadian. So. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, the spies always are. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> back to my point. Um, you really, um, like. So you cut your teeth on those on those trials to to make something uh, fantastic, and I think that it really shows through. I, I I mean I feel that way because I have gone through so many iterations. Even just like even once I got okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the pedals powder coated and and printed and drilled by someone else because it's it's just so much better for my time. Even then, like building them, I kept finding. You know, every pedal I build, I'd be like, oh, I can I can shorten this wire by running it over here or I can do this. And I feel like all of that has led me up to this version, too, where you open it up. And I think at least I think it looks really clean. I mean, mm. it. you know, I, I do not want a stray wire. I try to keep everything as short and tight as possible. Um, you know, I've got. The, the ribbon the rainbow ribbon cable in there which the by the way is one of my crushingly things. awesome looking yeah <laughs> well thank you that it actually it doesn't come pre-stripped or anything so it's like kind of a tedious task to cut it to the right length and then strip those wires but i think it's worth it and i'm you know i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna stick with oh, that yes yeah. so. mm-hmm. as a dork who under opens every single pedal he gets even oh, good. avoids the warranty uh, I love that stuff. <laughs> I'm serious, man. My bless his heart, Seth from Night Owl Industries. Like he, any, I I don't know what his warranty process or deal is now. But when I got my Oscar preamp, yeah, the the deal was you get a uh, 30 day no questions asked warranty. Plus there was a, a longer term thing, but uh, the warranty is void if you open the pedal. Yeah, 
because it's a preamp unit. It's an all-enclosed thing. There's of course. no reason to open that thing. Yep. First thing I did was open it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah <laughs> warranty, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> warranty be damned. Yeah, I want to see what's I in wanted there. I wanted to see what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. No, that's, I, I love that, and I love to open everything up. Uh, and, I mean, everything from, you know, I, I probably don't open up every boss pedal I plug into because I kind of know what those look like. But <laughs> they're not super exciting to open up, no. to be honest. Yeah. But you know, I love opening up stuff from small builders and just seeing like how did they do this? Is there a note? What did they write? What's yep. the number? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and of course know. I've gotten all into that too. And, well, and there's and it's so cool that it's like you've got on these version twos, your PCBs are all in your in your font and like they look the part. They and fit, purple. And yes, and purple, not Blue, purple. <laughs> <laughs> As we found out yesterday, uh, yeah, I'm very much colorblind, and I was like, "Is it's that a combination is of it, red and blue?" Is it blue? No, it's not blue. It's it's <laughs> when you zoom in, you can see it. <laughs> but uh, really, really, uh, the aesthetic of it fits the mold. You you're looking at the top of the pedal. The artwork is great. The colors are wild. Like I love the orange. It's so it it literally looks like a sunburn, and then you open it up and everything fits that same aesthetic. Um, not that I don't love the strip board or vero board style like hand wired point to point stuff, um, but this looks sharp, real sharp. Thank you, thank you. I, I that's great to hear. Mm. I, that's that's the kind of reaction that I was hoping uh, to get. I mean, it's the reaction I had when I put the first one together and looked at it. So. You know. We're just sweet talking to you while you're on the show. When we, we do yeah. the review yeah. episodes, it's gonna be just <laughs> eviscerating. <laughs> it's really our that's really our MO here. Yeah. <laughs> sweet talking now so we can knock you down later. God, I, I hope I did that build super clean. <laughs> uh, the, the secret there is we're not smart enough to know if it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks brilliant. Um are, are you just like Turning the lights on. I totally am, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's so funny. I don't know Alec. if anybody can hear the little clicks, but Casper's pedal board is right in front of me, <laughs> and I keep turning pedals on just to see all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, you can see like reaching everything. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I'm really having a hard time with is I hmm. booted it up. Uh, I booted up Flappy Sigh on your atmosphere. And I'm I'm having a hard You're time. You're staring at the menu. I'm, oh my gosh! <laughs> I just want to play it while we talk, but I'll turn into just a drooling idiot of a host here. I'm gonna be nice and not <laughs> not attack that that. <laughs> yeah, I really loved a softball. Yeah, in you there. did. That was a very yeah. very easy pitch, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, well, back to Dan here. Um, <laughs> with the dual drive. So once you once you had the idea in your head of doing a dual drive, did you have an idea of where you wanted to go with the circuits with the tone? Like, did you have a goal in mind, or were you doing a lot of experimentation and just kind of going, I like this. I don't like this. Well, I wanted, I mean, it was all kind of in my mind, it was to, it, it was to replace for years. I used a, uh, a Jekyll and Hyde pedal, which oh, yeah. you may be familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Route 66. Out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I wanted something that would replace that for me, but would take it to sort of, a different level not i don't want to say the next level but just to a different place because i i was in a different place as a guitar player you know i 
for years I had just, I had a Jekyll and Hyde and that was it. And, and I just, you know, I played with that and that was it. And I, I'm in a way different place now. So when I started, you know, putting this dual drive together, I wanted to have something. I tried to shape a tone that would give me like, I like some jangly guitar tones. I like to be able to get those easily. And it's funny because you're going to plug this in. You're going to say, this doesn't sound that jangly. And you're right. But I also wanted to have, I wanted to have enough, you know, enough mid to, to get through a mix, which, you know, depending on what you play it through, you're going to get there or not. But, um, so I was trying to figure out how I could like cut the bass a little bit and get that kind of, get some mid, get some jangly tones in there when I wanted them. Um, and I wanted something that was going to give me like a, a mid gain that I could get a mid gain when I wanted it. And then I could kick on the other drive and I could take it into, you know, that just wicked searing lead. Um, I love the, I love the like Jay Mascus, uh, like searing fuzz lead sounds. Mm -hmm. Like those are, those are tones I really love. And I feel like that's a place I want to get to now as a, as a player. When I like, if I really want to turn it on, I want to take it to the moon. Um, and so that was, that was sort of what I was thinking about in stacking these. And, uh, I think, you know, I think I achieved what I wanted. I mean, initially the first one I built, I played it through like a little practice amp and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I got there and I had breadboarded it and tested everything and felt like I was there. And then I took it over to our practice space and I plugged it into a Marshall, uh, stack. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I got there. That's what I want. Nice. That's awesome, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, and then now I like, I'll do direct, like, I'll just do like a direct recording just to like do some, uh, you know, make some guitar lines or whatever. And I find that there's, you know, I can, I can dial it into sounds there that I love too. So it doesn't really matter. You know, I think, I think it's a, it's the best pedal I've, I've had in like two drives in one pedal for me. It it just does everything I want to do. That's awesome, man. I think that's, uh, you know what? I think that's probably the inspiration behind a lot of drive pedals is everybody has a little bit of a different flavor they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And uh, they go on a hunt and they can't find it. So they make it, which is awesome. I'm glad we know so many people because I, (laughs) I tried to make a clock once and it didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. So this show doing this show is like a, a blessing and a curse that mm-hmm. way. Cause the more people we get to know, the more it's like, Oh, there's cool things out there. Uh-huh. And the more cool things out there we learn about, the more our money disappears. So fast. Oh, I know when all of this like home isolation stuff started to hit and like, it was kind of like, okay, am I, am I going to have a, a, a job to go into? Like, do I have, do, can I still go to work? It was like, what am I going to do? with my time if I can't go to work and um, immediately it was the, well, I could build, I could play around with a breadboard and some components and see if I could make a pedal, (laughs) right. Just as a, as a hobby thing, never to like actually produce anything to sell, but just to, just to learn. And uh, so I I immediately, you know, I'm all over the internet looking for breadboarding stuff and like but then it got to the point where i'm going i don't even know what to buy like i could be yeah, i could buy a breadboard and like a you know with 
power and all that kind of stuff. But where do I even go? Where do I go to like get the parts that I would need to just noodle around with? I'd invest so much into just goofing around that, and I would make a mess of it. My kids would lose it all, and it's then they would a, just, you know, it's like well, you know, it's like getting it's a, a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a. Well, I felt myself on the on the cusp of it. I was like hanging over my edge, over the edge, looking in, going. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I think I needed to take a step back from this ledge because if I if I take one more step, I'm I'll be you know spending hundreds yeah. on little every, bits your, and bobs and fifteenth expensive hobby. Oh, <laughs> right. it's right. it's funny because I buy parts to prototype stuff, and and I remember just getting into it and thinking, well, these parts are so cheap. You know, this is like fifty cents for this and two bucks for this and. Then you realize, you know, whoa, well, I just spent $200 trying to figure out if this circuit was going to be the thing I wanted. How did that happen? What, where, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> looking back up through the, <laughs> through the looking glass and, going, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, it's like, you know, trying to do a round of pedals and you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it still feels like, oh, it's not that expensive, but it is actually that expensive because it's like, well, I got to order, you know, 10 or 20 or however many enclosures and there's a bunch of money out of pocket. Like, yeah, those aren't free. And then you're like, oh, I just need a bunch of these uh, resistors and these transistors and in- these input caps jacks and, and, you know. Oh, input jacks. Right. And I need some DC <laughs> jacks. Oh, yeah. That would be me. Yeah. That would be me I, doing oh, this. I'm oh. a total like I'll I'll place a big order and I'll be like yeah I got everything and then as soon as it shows up I'm like ah, I didn't order this all right. this other thing this pedal should probably have a foot switch right <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like the I I did build a, a a somewhat kind of a guitar pedal sort of um, it was a like a stomp just a like a thumper box whatever you want to call that where you like a kickbox it's got a piezo mounted in it. <laughs> And an output jack, and uh, I put a I put a pot in there for whatever for attenuating the uh, volume, and uh, it, it was okay. I had to solder like three wires and a jack, but I ordered like ten PAs. You got a lot. And, oh yeah. yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna build these, and I made one. <laughs> it's sitting over there, and I don't even touch it. <laughs> but it it doesn't really react well to my tube amp, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try with the katana now and see if it's any better. Uh, I look at your pedal board and I think about that rabbit hole, man. Because deep. You didn't have a pedal board a year and a half ago. Sure didn't. <laughs> I didn't even own any pedals. No. You got deep quick. Yeah. Like well, eyeball, I, like eyeball deep. <laughs> it's so so easy. I fell down that rabbit hole too. When I started building them, I'm like, oh my god, there are so many pedals. There are so many pedals I want. And now it's just, uh, it's everything I can do to just not order pedals from everybody all the time. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I want that. I want that. I don't even care what it does. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, it's... I feel personally attacked by that statement. <laughs> that happened once. Shut up. <laughs> on, on air, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I literally said that exact sentence, yeah. actually. Like, I don't know what it does. I don't even care what it does. But I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and now there we have, we and have now one. We, and now there's, there's one, one in, yeah. here. Yep. We have one. I can't even remember what it was called. There was some, I think it was like a Catalan bread. 
uh, it was like a wah pedal, but not not just like an auto wah type thing. Mm-hmm. And it just had the coolest art. And I saw it in some picture of pedal boards, and I was like, God, that's a cool looking pedal. I don't even know what it does, but I'd love to have it. And then I saw one for sale on in the Seattle Guitar Group, and I was like, maybe I should just buy it. And so I'm like, maybe I should look up what it does. <laughs> and see if I even actually do want it. <laughs> Did you buy it? And I was like, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, oh. I was I looked it up and I was like, I could I could use that. It's like a wah tremolo type thing. I was like, that would be cool. But do I need to buy it? And I, I sort of talked myself out of it. It's really hard to look at an auto wah and go. Do I need this? Isn't the other side of that, I look at an Ottawa and go, I need this. (laughs) I just think about all the times I tried to play a wah and failed, so. (laughs) You know what? It it was an auto, like, I tried for a couple of years after I first started playing guitar to to enjoy wah pedals, and I, you know, got a crybaby for Christmas one year, and was like, sweet, cool wah pedal. Hated it. Um, Got rid of it. A little while later, found one used for cheap, bought it, hated it, got rid of it. Um, and one day I was, the, I worked for Value Village, which I think in the U.S. is called Savers. No, um, we have Value Village. You have Value Village? Okay. Yeah. I, I used to or we used to anyway. They're, st- they're still kicking around. Um, and I worked for Value Village for one month. But during the one month I was there, uh, somebody in a box of stuff there was a early 80s uh, Boss TU2 Touch Wah, the auto, auto Wah pedal. And uh, it was put out on the shelf for five bucks. <laughs> so, of course. So Al, I got, Al bought a Touch Wah. I bought a Touch Wah. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's the harder you play, the harder it was. And you can set the Wah to sweep up or sweep down and. And uh, I didn't think I was going to like this pedal because I had no luck with enjoying walls before that. And I loved the heck out of this thing. And what I figured out was I didn't like using wall like Kirk Hammett style where it was just like sweep arpeggios, rock my foot back and forth until it lights on fire. Solo. <laughs> Boom. Right. Um, what I liked doing was just kind of using it as a sculpting thing. I liked to, uh, I made my guitar kind of sound like a didgeridoo. Um, or I could kind of, you know, if I picked pretty consistently with that pedal, it would kind of do kind of a cocked wah sound or it'd be like in a fixed position thing. I liked stuff like that. And so that pedal wound up leading me into buying the first Crybaby I ever really loved and still to this day love these things, the Hendrix, the Jimi Hendrix Crybaby. Mm. Um, and I figured out that the regular Crybaby's frequency sweep is really high pitched and you screechy i don't know how anybody likes that mm. but uh hendrix one the frequency sweep is much much lower and it has a much cooler yowl to it i think um and then I, that kind of led me into being a, a little bit of a wah nerd for a while where i got into the like buddy guy series was and a bunch of other ones i wish i still had that touch wah um yeah so you know you know there is as much as i make fun of auto was because they kind of deserve it most of the time uh, I did actually kind of like that pedal quite a bit. <laughs> it rested well, wah pedals for me. All right. Well, so you did hope, need yeah. that pedal. You blew it, Dan. I mean, I felt like I was blowing it. I, I felt like that would be the one pedal that I could buy and I could bring it home. And 
my partner would be like, okay, this is beautiful enough that it's okay that you bought it. <laughs> Thank you for buying this, sweetheart. Lipsy, <laughs> <laughs> look what you're missing. <laughs> I'm, for, I'm forbidden to buy any more t-shirts, so that's, uh, that's off the table. Any more t-shirts? Yeah, I have a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> that's awesome. You, you, I, like I think I collector? have like six or seven t-shirts. I, I, well, let's just say, uh, back around the, be- well, not even the beginning, a couple weeks into the COVID-19 isolation period, she made a crack that I probably have enough t-shirts to not have to wear the same one twice, uh, for the duration of any isolation, quarantine, whatever. And so I started on my personal Instagram, I started posting a different t-shirt every day. <laughs> And I got through like 30 some and I've sort of lost steam because I just got tired of doing it, (laughs) but I got a lot of shirts. I I was like, I was running out and I was cleaning out the shed for my, my workshop project. And I found a suitcase full of t-shirts and I was like, I have more. (laughs) That's awesome. So I got a lot. Okay. All right. I'm good. Oh, no more of those. No more of those. <laughs> that's well. amazing. So, okay, you've done something that I that's kind of um may I tip my respected hat to you, sir? Because you built a pedal for a personal hero of mine. Oh, yes. Oh. I you built Leon's Railer Phaser. For Chris Rest. Yeah. A flag wagon. That's so rad. <laughs> I thought you were going to be dignified and all I that. I was not. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had high hopes. I was well, playing it cool, but it's so freaking cool. It's definitely one of the coolest things I've gotten to do with pedals. Uh, just, I mean, right? It's. I think it's really cool, too. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'll build a flanger. It's a flanger too. It's not a phaser. So I, I'm that's gonna. Just... It is cool, man. When we get done this show, <laughs> I'm gonna start bragging to everybody. Like I'm friends with the guys, uh, friends with the lag wagon guy, sort of. That's awesome. I'm not very cool. Okay. No. So, see, I well, I know this. I just thought you would try harder to not show everyone else. <laughs> Did you just spill water all over yes. my pedal board? No. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I'm choking. <laughs> I'm dying on air. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. You gonna laugh? Oh, uh, <sighs> I. I could have avoided choking had I spit right away. <laughs> I started so just to explain what happened to our listeners, because <laughs> I'm still dying. <clears throat> Casper made me laugh while I was taking a sip of water, <laughs> which led to choking. And then I was, I could have not choked nearly as bad had I spit right away, but directly in front of me, this darn pedal board <laughs> and our podcast set up. <laughs> so I had to take a moment and go, where can I laugh spew that won't affect anything electric? <laughs> and uh, I did find a direction. <laughs> They kind of went between the the cajon and the amplifier. Yeah, 
Great. You all right, buddy? Sorry about that. No, uh, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of podcast firsts here with Dan. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Knock them all out in one. Bro, one your dignity is fully intact. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I'm married. <laughs> this does not look good on the Tinder bio. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so okay so uh getting back to the point at hand here how did you end up uh working with chris like how did this all come to happen uh well my my friend who's a guitar tech who i mentioned earlier um he was out on the road with Lagwagon last year um he gets out with a lot of people so it's i'm never surprised anymore um but he was, uh, he pinged me one day and he's like, Hey, I've been talking to Chris and he's trying to find a new flange pedal. And, you know, he was asking about this and that. And then he, and he's like, do you, do you think you could work on one or design one? And I was like, I could try. And I had never even thought about a modulation pedal. Um, honestly, like, they're really complicated to me. I'm not, I'm not an engineer. So like, I'm not a guy who, who sits down and maths out pedal. Um, I figure out what I need to do. And then I, you know, I test things until I get the sound I want. Um, and I know that, you know, I'm sure some people are gonna be like, Oh, you're not a real pedal builder or whatever, but I am, I swear. I just, I don't work that way. I'm not an engineer. I, and so uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to figure it out. And I started researching some, some of the sort of classic flanger circuits to see like how I could work on something from there. And I stumbled across this circuit by this, um, I, I thought they were British, but they're actually based in Portugal, but it's this, uh, company called electric druid and they do a bunch of, um, they do a bunch of like DIY circuits and that kind of thing, but they, they worked over several years on this, on this, uh, flanger circuit and sort of honed in on this really simplified circuit. And I won't go too far down, uh, in the weeds, but basically it combines a couple elements, the, um, the, uh, low frequency oscillator, the LFO and the clock together into one chip. So you still have an analog, uh, an analog circuit, but it takes up less space and has fewer parts. And, uh, so I ordered one just to build it and see if I liked it. And it seemed like it was a winner. So that, um, so that became the Leon's railer phaser and full disclosure. I, I got permission from, uh, Tom, the guy who runs that to, to use the circuit and, and sell it commercially and everything. So, you know, we're all above board there. That's awesome, man. That's and cool. it's uh, limited to 10 pieces worldwide, hey? Eh? Well, I so I built one for Chris, and then I built one for uh, my friend, the guitar tech. And then a bunch of people started pinging me on Instagram. And were like, hey, I, I saw Chris with this pedal, and are you going to build more of these? Can I get one? And so I sort of wasn't that into it at first because I, I wanted it to be really super special for Chris. And I, you know, I designed it for him. His nickname is Leon. The Their latest album is called Railer. The colors on the pedal come from the cover of the Railer album. So it was very much like built for Chris. I mean, I I designed it to look 
like something he wanted to have. But I eventually I was like, all right, I'll build like 10 of them. So, um, so yeah, I built, I did a run of 10 and, uh, I sold four and, or no, I sold six. I don't know. I sold a few. I got a couple left. So there you go. <laughs> I got some sitting around. It's sort of like it like had steam and then it seems like the steam for that kind of fell away. And, you know, we can't air this episode Uh-oh. until I have the money <laughs> to buy one of like, these. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> if I air this, then people are going to hear. People are going to know. I might not get one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's a really cool that's that's cool, man, and yeah, I think it's, it's it's. I understand why you'd only do it, only do ten, and why you'd keep it keep it kind of a a limited thing, because that is kind of a special thing. You wouldn't want to ruin that by making hundreds of them or something like that. It is, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to make fifty of these or something. I also didn't want to build fifty of them and not sell them, uh, obviously, but. Uh, but I didn't want to ruin it for Chris. You know, I wanted him to feel cause he was so stoked. He like came home and I think it was a couple days after his birthday, he had been in Europe on tour and I had shipped it without even telling him I was shipping it. And so pedal t-shirt shows up and it was like two days after his birthday and he was just, you know, he was really excited. So, um, I didn't want to take that away by like putting a bunch out in the world, but I also thought it would be cool for a few people to be able to get their hands on. Yeah. That's really cool, man. And now I need to find now. Now spends all this time contemplating. Yeah. <clears throat> How much of my body can I sell? Anyways. <laughs> can you sell plasma up there in Canada? Do they buy that. You know what? I don't know. No, no. Um, our blood bank and all no. that's all by donation only. Yeah. I, oh, man. Mm-hmm. The, I, which, you know, there's probably more pros and cons for, for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think you're onto something there. <laughs> People selling bodily fluids and or parts when desperate for money. Yeah. Maybe doesn't always lead to the best circumstances or quality (laughs) it's a quality control thing i think (laughs) whereas people voluntarily yeah that might be a better situation i don't know i mean i like uh i like our health (laughs) care yeah yeah i like your health care too after living in utah for a bit i came to appreciate canadian health care quite a bit Mm -hmm. so what's next what do you got on the oh, you're killing you man you get it like what what if his plan was just like i don't know i'm gonna take a vacation just try to enjoy my life man great <laughs> then then that's it that's awesome <laughs> yeah so you're you've got the version two's coming out do you have any any plans for more something any new new, new things in the works <laughs> are there uh, secret pedals you can tell us about now yeah, on yeah, air? yeah. yeah right <laughs> um i mean i i gotta build the version twos so i've got and i'm doing um it's it's kind of interesting with the version two. I've got fifteen boxes are top mount jacks and fifteen boxes are side mount because of a little snafu we had mm. uh, along the way, which is definitely my fault and not Jordan. So um, full disclosure there. But 
after I build those, I I have a pedal. I've had a pedal design in my mind for a while that is like a uh, a low to mid gain overdrive. And this is funny because recently um, Nick from Dirty Haggard Audio down in Portland was on the cool guitar knobs. Yeah, well, he went on the guitar knobs and talked about my pedal, which I sent him. We did a little swap. And um, he called mine a low to medium gain overdrive, which is true when you compare it to like his death buzz, which is, I think, take mine turned up all the way, both channels, and his starts there and goes from there. So, uh, but I want to build something that's really like legitimately like, uh, like maybe a clon level or, you know, somewhere in that sort of lower. I don't want to go too wild, but I've had it in my mind that I want to take, I want to combine aspects of like a clon and a rat and a tube screamer circuit. And I have sort of an idea of how those, how pieces of those fit together. And I haven't, I haven't built one. I've, I've breadboarded a little bit, but I, I haven't gotten to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to build a prototype box and, and play with it. Um, so that's sort of that's what's on the horizon. Um, that's what I want to do next. That I don't interesting. I get like because in my mind a rat's not a lo- like a low to medium gain box, but no, but there are aspect like th- it's a say. fairly simple circuit. And yeah, like, I want to sort of. I don't want to give too much away, but but I want to <laughs> tell us everything. You know the. Sort of the uh, the geography of the, if you will, maybe that's the wrong word, but the geography of the rat circuit is interesting to me. And I want to sort of take that and combine some of the things I like about the Klon and the Tube Screamer circuits with some of that. So I, I don't know. That's, you know, that's the high level, the, the macro idea. Mm. And I have some finer points. I've laid awake nights thinking about how to best fit it all together and and yes i'm well i'm not an engineer i have gotten to a point where i i can think my way through circuits a little bit (laughs) i would hope so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so as you're moving into your version one and your version two you've got these layouts that are nice and neat and tidy now and uh do you find yourself um as you're like developing your way through your skills and your knowledge of components and things that you uh you kind of begin to get a temperature or like you kind of understand the flavors of every component or each component you're using and how they're going to affect the circuit. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, absolutely in within the circuits and the blister and peel and, um, and some iterations of that. I, I mean, I, I know exactly what to do to, to sculpt the tone. You know, if you want more highs or you want more lows or whatever it is, um, I, you know, I know how to, how to change how the how the gain is going to work? How to cut? You know, if there's going to be more or less volume drop, um, things like that. I've, I've of course stumbled across a lot of things like, oh, I put this this size potentiometer in, and guess what? It sucks all the volume out of the circuit. Well, okay. Um, so yeah, now I mean, in in a lot of certainly in a lot of drive circuits, I can I can look at it and say, okay, you know, I know what these piece these components are doing. I mean. Obviously, I've I've studied and I've read a lot and I've I've built a lot of things 
So that's sort of the pro, you know, that's, I, I mean, I wouldn't be here building pedals to sell if I didn't understand some, yeah. some modest level of what I'm, <laughs> what I'm doing. No, it's, it's just interesting. Cause, uh, I find myself, I want to know, but like I'd have to, I'd have to, I don't even know that I could teach myself to do it. You that's know? how you dive into that super expensive I, hobby. I know. And, and I'm, um, that's like literally like the force field that's holding me out of that is going, <laughs> no, no, I just, but I want to know so badly. And it's just, it just intrigues me so much. I love electronics and I love the, I love the way I love what you're doing, man. It's just so cool. And it's this, did, I want to do it now. I want to do it more. <laughs> I got to well, ask. It's super fun. It seems super fun. I mean, it seems like everybody gets into it like nobody dives into it halfway. Either they they quit or they end up like getting pretty hardcore about it and yeah. <laughs> get real nerdy and get down into it. Um, I got to ask though, like where did the name come from? Uh, yeah. That's uh the name of the pedal or the name of the company? Well, let's, you know, both. I was thinking the name of the pedal, but uh, yeah, I like yeah, both. Well, the name of the pedal is sort of an accident. Um, I didn't have any idea what I was going to call it. And I actually, uh, and my partner loves to bring this up and crack jokes. I actually did this little drawing. And let's just set the foundation here. I am not an artist in that way. I am not a drawer. I'm not a painter. This is not something I've been known to do well, but I thought I'm going to draw something because I was like, I want something that that describes this fuzzy, gritty sound. So I drew a picture of a guy with a fuzzy beard and fuzzy hair, and <laughs> it looked like a five year old had crafted it and not very well. And I was like. This is calling for that kind of stuff too, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this, and and she looked at, it and she just started laughing, just laughing. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see your point. And so I started. I was, uh, so I was working in Illustrator on my computer, and I was trying to figure out, you know, a bunch of stuff. And I was like, I need a font. So I started looking at fonts, and I came across this font. And I, I think it's Armstrong is the name of the font, which has nothing to do with anything. But I just came across it and I was like, this looks cool. I like this font. And somehow at that point with the the font and whatever else was on my computer at the time, I thought of like the sun and sunburn. And then I it just sort of like zinged into my head like that this is like a fuzz drive and it's like hot and it's searing. And so blister and peel, it just sort of was like sunburn, blister and peel. You blister, it peels. Boom. And that's nice. kind of where it, where okay. it happened. That sounds better than skin cancer. <laughs> well, that <laughs> obviously comes later. That's a higher gain. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> no, that's just after you've played with it for your entire career. <laughs> oh, ah. Yeah. Once you've logged a thousand hours, you get a special version. <laughs> yeah. Custom artwork. Yep. Nice. Uh, nothing's funnier than cancer. Right. Uh, so uh, how about the company name then? Yeah, well, that that just that's like a throwback. Um, so I mentioned earlier, I used to have this production company and um, we were sort of 
So this is back in like the early 2000s. And I used to do, uh, used to do all these all ages shows. I lived out on the Olympic Peninsula. And um, so we would just do like a couple shows a month through the summer and then like one show a month through the winter. And it was really just to like keep the local bands going and provide something for kids to do. And um, obviously, occasionally my band would play. So that was a benefit. But uh, I ended up calling that company Spun Loud Productions. And it was this sort of play on like, you know, records being spun. That's not obvious. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I thought, you know, that was pretty cool. And then when we, my band at the time, when we did our record, we released it under Spun Loud Records. And so when I started thinking about what to call my pedal company, that sort of flashed in my brain and I pulled up the old logo and I was like, ah, this doesn't really work for what I'm doing. So then I designed a new logo and, um, decided that Spun Loud Effects, it would be. Nice. Cool. So, awesome. sort of nod to you know where I where I've been. I like that. So you uh, for a little while you were doing a you had a, or at least you've made at least one, and I'm curious as to whether it's going to make a comeback at all. The blister drive. Uh yeah, and it may it may come back as the this low to mid gain overdrive. I don't really know. I made one, uh, and it was effectively the blister side of the blister and peel but it was a little bit different because of the way it was set up with the tone control um and uh a friend of mine has that and just loves it um but i i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if that's gonna be i i thought for a long time i thought i was gonna make those i was gonna spin out like just a blister drive and as time went along i sort of decided ah, i don't know if i need to do that so i'm not really sure if there's if that's going to come back or if that's going to just disappear and and there'll be something new because i always like the next shiny thing right. you know? yeah <laughs> don't we all yeah, i think that's a guitar player thing right there <laughs> right right yeah uh, what's new but, and cool well, can but, i make a new name up <laughs> This Les Paul's different. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, a, it's the special one. No other Les Paul sounds like my Les Paul. I mean, I joke about that, but I really believe that about my SG. <laughs> Mine's more special. I played uh, I played with some friends for a, another friend's birthday party in, like, February, I want to say. And... He got a, um, I want to say it was a 56, but it was like a, it was a reissue, but a reissue of a, a 50s Les Paul. Uh, and it was really nice. And uh, my partner was like, is that like a really nice guitar? And, and I was like, well, it's a Les Paul. And she's like, yeah, I've heard of that, but doesn't Gene have one of those? And I was like, yeah, but this is like, a special one <laughs> like it's not a real 50s one but it's made just like it <laughs> my buddy eric has uh um a 58 vintage original spec series one mm -hmm. and it was uh they made 75 of these for the canadian market and on the back of the headstock they silk screened a little canadian maple leaf and then the the burst was called uh 
uh, maple burst. It was a little more brown. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a 58, so it's a plain top. And then, the, like, you know, usual custom shop stuff, a certificate of authenticity. And then they, because it was a Canadian edition, the case came with a little tiny bottle of maple syrup shaped like a <laughs> Canadian maple leaf. <laughs> it's just hilarious. The gimmickiest. Oh, so oh. gimmicky. But. That's awesome. I got to say, man. Uh, we, I was working, he and I were both working in the same music shop at the time. And when this thing came in and we cracked it open and, uh, you know, I always did a little, any, any guitar that came in the shop, if I could, I would do a setup on the thing. And, and of course, you know, any guitar that was 500 bucks or over got a little more attention than say like a PV Raptor. But, um, <laughs> you know, we made sure did to, especially on a, a, you know, 58 VOS Les Paul, that's an expensive piece of uh, guitar. So it got a good setup. And uh, by the time we were done, you know, going through it and doing the proper setup on the thing, Eric was, my, my buddy Eric was just like, oh, crap. And he bought the thing. I don't even know if it hit the wall. <laughs> oh. He just bought it. And and I can't blame him. It is by far the best Les Paul I've ever picked up. It just felt and played different. So there, wow. there's something to be argued about, you know. No, there, no guitar. I, I just, I don't think. I don't think any guitar, even the same model, the same uh, year. I mean, I think every guitar is, you know, maybe a little different. And you you grab one and it feels right. And that's your guitar. Totally. But I also think at the same time, if somebody were to pick it up and not feel any of those special things I did and go, yeah, okay, it's just an SGL. I I couldn't fault them for that either. No. Yeah, they crank out about 3,000 of those a month. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. But it spoke to me. It's mine. There you go. And that's the whole idea. <laughs> well, uh, we're over time here, aren't we? We are. Yeah. yeah. I always hate this part of the episode, man. I know. I got to shut it down. I got to be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, though, we're firing up a Patreon, and we know one of the things we want to do is like an extra yeah. show, an extra long version of the show or patreon supporters are going to get access to that so that's going to be sweet maybe maybe we can we can get you guys to come on over and you can hear the first episode we tried to record before (laughs) our outage (laughs) huh (laughs) it's riveting stuff it's gonna sound like an episode that all of a sudden cuts off (laughs) that's terrible the lost power outage episode (laughs) i don't think we talked about anything there that we didn't talk about today nobody knows that al I mean, yeah, <laughs> Patreons. All kinds of new information. <laughs> oh, you don't yeah. know that yet. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if I'm not skilled at lying to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you dingus. Um, anyways, Dan, dude, it's it's been awesome having you on the show twice, technically. Technically. Um, and I'm glad, you know what, I'm going to say it. I'm kind of glad the blackout happened. It was nice to talk to you two days in a row, and it was, it's been cool getting to know you, buddy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank I've, you. I've really enjoyed it. I really appreciate you guys uh, inviting me to come on and taking the time uh, twice to uh, talk to me and set up your gear and all that. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was the pleasure is all ours, man. We, we can't wait to do it again sometime in the future, and uh, we're stoked to try out your pedal and tell everybody how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Please do, yeah. and uh, you know, shoot me a message, and we can talk about the railer. And- oh, oh, no. 
man. No, I don't want to. I don't want to affect your demo. So do your demo first, and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I, I will. I would say I think we're pretty. We tend to focus on the positives of stuff. Every pedal has a positive. Mm. I get. We gave a warm review to a Behringer TS eight hundred. Or T hey, hundred or whatever those things are. Makes a lot are. of great products. I agree. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying it's not about could, uh, looking for the downsides. It's about looking for like could you take yeah. something like that on a world tour? Maybe not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, maybe you'd have to rehouse it. Yeah, but it sounds <laughs> yeah. it sounds decent. Like it's a not, nothing wrong with it. Like, well, I was very you surprised. know I yeah. somebody asked me recently like what advice I would give to somebody getting into guitar playing and with pedals, and I like the biggest thing I think about is it's not like you have to buy the most expensive pedal you can find you don't have to go out and buy boutique pedals or handmade pedals if you don't you know if you don't know what you're getting into i mean get a bunch of cheap pedals get some joyos get some behringers mm -hmm. get you know get some i mean not that boss are free pedals but they're bulletproof get some boss pedals and i mean those are great pedals too and you know play those and see what you like and then when you're like no then you can start venturing, but you know, there's a place for that Behringer. Absolutely. You know, and we said it before on the show, but if boss were any other brand, just named something else and doing exactly what they do in just their compact pedal line, we'd be singing their praises all the time in the guitar world. Cause they crush it. Mm. They it's, do. Yeah, Absolutely. It's just good stuff. Well, Dan, that's a, that's a cool note to end on, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for being such a rad dude. Can't wait to try the pedal, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, I, thank you guys so much. Oh, man, our pleasure. And thanks, to everybody, for listening to uh, another stellar episode of The Culture Guitarist, and uh, thanks for uh, supporting me in my near-death experience. Mm -hmm.